4: It's unfortunate for him today because this is an organizational failure. And I think when you stand up here anytime you let a head coach go, we all have to take a look in the mirror. This is not just about the head coach or the coaching staff. We have
5: to improve across the board from personnel to operations, to everything. That's what we told the staff today. That unfortunately today this is a, you know, being discussed as Jeff Fisher, but collectively as the
6: Rams, we need to get better moving forward and that process really begins today. Well, that was Kevin Demoff, Executive Vice President of Football Operations with the LA Rams, and I guess now Hitman for the LA Rams. So, Jeff Fisher is out in LA. I'll be honest with you guys, (laughs) it's a pretty good reason. Basically, you can sum up that team's performance this year in, well, three words Stink, stank, stunk. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Grinch. John Fossil, of course, the son of Jim Fossil, friend of the show, is in, at least temporarily. Um, But, Goose, how soon before before the phone starts ringing in, yeah, your buddy, University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh's office.
4: It's probably already ringing, but I doubt Harbaugh is answering. You know, he's got a better gig right now at Michigan, where there will be a steady stream of quality quarterbacks for years to come. You know, It appears the Rams have selected the wrong quarterback. It set Fisher back, and it will set his successor back. The pick was Carson Wentz. The Rams took Goff.
6: But, but Ron, Jim Harbaugh, as we know, has got the attention span of a mayfly. So um, he goes from job to job to job. Wouldn't he at least be
0: interested in answering that phone? Uh, he might be, but if Kevin Demoff and the people in the organization know anything about him, they're not interested in calling him. That's <laughs> the first thing he wants to do is say, "You're right, Kevin. Organizational problem. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. That's you know, right. Hit uh, uh, the qu- road." <laughs> my question for you guys is clearly, uh, uh, we all know Demoff. Uh, you know, clearly he's not Japanese because Emperor Hirohito, after that speech, falls on his sword. Does he not? I mean, oh. <laughs> it's an organizational thing, but I'm firing the other guy.
6: Hey, excuse me, yeah. Ron. That's Kevin Demoff. Dartmouth, class of 99, Tuck School, class of 2006. Come on, give the guy credit. Uh, tuck School, what is that? That's the, a, the, that would be that the sh- business school at Dartmouth College. Thank oh, you. Oh, I thought that was a school just Brady a, went to. Justin Tuck? <laughs> it's it's tuck where school. Tom Brady learned the Tuck Rule. That's what they did. Right, exactly, it.
0: the Tuck Rule. There you go. <laughs> but that, what a when, speech.
6: Wow. Yeah, and after the game, you remember what the Raiders said? Up against the wall, Mother Tuckers. Okay. <laughs> you know something, Goose? I, I would really like to see John Fossil succeed. And you know why? A. Because, I mean, I like his dad. We all like his dad. I mean, how can you not? But but uh, B, because I, I'll be honest with you, I'd like to see more special teams coaches get head coaching gigs. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because I've heard you talk about this before.
4: Yeah, I remember talking to Frank Gantz many years ago when he was special teams coach of the Chief. And he's kind of like the godfather of special teams coaches. And he also always told me that special teams coaches would be logical choices as head coaches because they are the only other coach on the staff that addresses the entire team on a daily basis. They're also asked to do more with less than any coach on the staff. And with injuries, they also have to think on their feet faster than any coach on the staff. I I know John Harbaugh feels that way. I believe Dave Taub of Kansas City would be a fine head coach. Jerry Rossberg of Baltimore, Rich Passaccia of Dallas. You know, hopefully Foss can help knock down a few walls for best team coaches here in the next few weeks.
6: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and Ron, I just want to get back to this uh, for last time. Is I, I mean, when you're talking about priorities here with the Rams, I mean, isn't priority number one trying to develop this quarterback? I mean, if you trade sure. away the draft for Jared Goff, Don't you have to find someone who can help him with your next hire which I guess is another reason to say, Well, you know, why not try Jim Harbaugh?
0: Yeah, well, no, I mean look, there's logical a lot of logical reasons to do it. But then again, if you if you want to make a case against him, you could say, Well, how well did he train Kaepernick? You know, the guy was you know, has gone south. Now you could argue well that's because Harbaugh isn't there. But I I think he got him to the Super
6: Bowl. I mean Kaepernick
0: got him to the Super Bowl. He did, you know. I think one of the things that will hurt Harbaugh in the minds of some people uh, because of his reputation, is his performance at the end of the Ohio State game. You know, he just looked like the same sort of petulant child. He gets flagged for, you know, acting like a, like a nincompoop or a Michigan State grad, you know, at the the at the end of that game. Then he's whining about the officials after, you know. And, and you know, a guy like Demoff or, or somebody like that is going to be sitting in L.A. saying, Really? do we really, really want to put up with this? Uh, isn't there somebody else uh, that we can bring in? How about our friend Brian Billick? He knows something about quarterbacks. He's not working.
6: Then they're going to look at Jim Harbaugh's record and say, really? Do we want to put up with this? Yes, we do. Um, (laughs) Well, anyway, while that's going on in L.A., I'll tell you what's going on here on the Talk of Fame Network, coming to you from Renai Studios. Yeah, here we have Hall of Fame semifinalists, Mike Ken, on today's show, along with two of my favorite linebackers. That'd be Phil Villapiano of the Raiders and Stan White of the Colts, also a Baltimore Ravens analyst, to talk about two of the greatest December games in NFL history as our December series continues. We also have former Hall of Fame voter and one of our longtime favorites, Michael Hare of the DetroitLions.com, to tell us what in the world is going on in Motown. Goose, Motown, your town. But first, Goose, you're in the middle of the biggest, uh, what I think is non story of the year. It's not Motown, it's in Dallas. I mean, the Cowboys lose a game. People want to know when Tony Romo's coming. Tony Romo? I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, one minute, you, you, I mean, it's not, not you, but if a one minute writers or the media, or whatever, want to make him season MVP, next minute he loses the game, and what happens? You want him benched? What the heck's going on in Dallas, Goose Man? Well, it's the Tony Romo
4: crowd that sees this as a way to get Romo his Super Bowl ring. You know, the bottom line is Prescott was a fourth round draft pick. He was a flawed prospect coming in, and the flaws are going to show up like they do for any and every other rookie quarterback. They just started showing up a little later than they do for most rookie quarterbacks. You know, he's seen defensive wrinkles now that he didn't see at Mississippi State, nor that he saw in September or October. Defensive coaches are making it difficult on him. It's, it's up to the offensive coaches at the Cowboys to make it easier. This is all about preparation of the player, not necessarily execution by the player. You know, not only are the Cowboys trying to win a Super Bowl, they are also trying to develop their quarterback of the future. He's the face of this franchise going forward, not Tony Romo.
6: Yeah, no, I, I agree with the Goose. And, and, Ron, I, I, I know um, you may or may not agree with me, but I, I think this is where the media deserves a bad reputation. I mean, this isn't really chasing a story. It's trying to create one, it seems to me, uh, either that or a soundbite from one of these guys. I mean, come
0: on. <laughs> well, yeah, it. but, you know, I lived it here. And, uh, you know, when Bledsoe got got healthy, uh, it was the same kind of uh, situation. You know, as soon as he was uh, practicing again, Tom Brady immediately had a bad game against uh, St. Louis. A little later in the season, he threw four picks in a game. You know, so there's a tendency of... At least a portion of the population that's used to the other guy. He's the veteran guy. Who was this guy? He's in, in Tom's case was a sixth-round pick, and in Prescott's case, he's a fourth-round pick, as Goose points out. Uh, you know, it's time to go with the big dogs. Uh, so I, I think when the the quarterback in question's best bud is the head coach, uh, it leads a little something more to the possibility of the story. Uh, and then you have got Jerry who knows what reservation he's on you know
6: <laughs> <laughs> Goose knows but you know I, I'll be honest with you Ron you mentioned that I mean that to me is why you practice and preach patience here because of that Patriots example I mean look what happened I don't know if the Cowboys are going to end up in the Super Bowl but they could I mean they're playing pretty well and, and Goose I, I'll, I'll be honest with you I mean I, I don't say this often you probably don't hear this often But but I thought the way jason garrett and jerry jones handled the situation was absolutely perfect
4: yeah the Cowboys have done a lot of things right this season and their handling of this situation is one of them you know they understand this team now belongs to prescott not romo to bench him would be a setback to his career in the future of this franchise you know they're acting right now in the best interest of the franchise the romo crowd wants to, to roll back time and do what's in the best interest of romo that's not the way football works
6: yeah and as you pointed out goose i think Prescott's not only the future he's the present right I mean Romo I mean for all intents and purposes it seems to be the past one quarterback in this league has won 11 games yep right right okay well now that we know Goose you were in New York now we know the Cowboys are vulnerable at least they are to the Giants how do you stack the NFC I mean uh, the, the two or three teams to beat Goose I mean you've covered the team in the NFC how do you stack them
4: Cowboys Seattle Detroit Atlanta Giants
0: Tampa Bay
6: Wow. Okay. Ronnie, you cover the AFC's best club. You wanna stack those teams for us, the AFC?
0: Uh, I think it's New England, Casey and Oakland kind of an embraced entry there in, in Pittsburgh. But really who cares about the and who cares about the rest of these teams, even though there are some other teams you're gonna get. They're all flawed, as my math homework used to be, including the Patriots, you know. So any of them could win, but I think those are the top four.
6: Goose, you have a dark horse in either conference that could surprise us?
0: If the Cavaliers can win in basketball, the Cubs in baseball, (laughs) maybe there's hope for
4: the Detroit Lions who haven't won since 1957.
6: Ooh, yeah. There's the Homer Hall of Fame. Hey, speaking of dark horses, how about those Lions, Goose, man? Um, They're on a playoff track, and you know what? Their quarterback, Max Stafford. He's on an MVP trajectory, yeah. We're going to talk about both when we return with Mike O'Hara of Lions.com right after this. You'll listen to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
7: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
8: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
9: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story: Marty and the Two for Four Dollar Croissant Sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for four dollars—that is a
9: huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
4: Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle meanderings.
10: Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road?
7: What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
11: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%, APR 4.37%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for
5: cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Number 3030.
11: This
3: is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You know what it means when GEICO says just 15
6: minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. So go. <laughs> We mentioned the Detroit Lions in our first segment and their unlikely rise to first in the NFC North. So now, well, now we have former Hall of Fame voter Mike O'Hara of DetroitLions.com to tell us what in the name of Jim Nanowski is going on with these guys. Hey, Mike, welcome back.
10: Jim, Nanowski, Jim Nanowski from from Michigan State and Pershing High School in Detroit. Where we I have to to get, high school. That would be we, one.
6: We have to get those Michigan went, State references went, in there.
10: <laughs> oh, no, I went to a real college. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good shot. We like
6: that. Hey, Mike, uh, tell me. Your team's got a two-game lead in the division, but you also have a quarterback with an injured finger on his throwing hand. and Three <laughs> games left with, in order, the Giants... Cowboys and the Packers uh, with the Giants and Packers games on the road. Do they win the NFC North?
10: Well, it's the other way around. The Giants and the Cowboys are on the road. The Packers are at Ford Field. Do I think? Do I think they win the North? Yeah, I think they do. But I think it's going to take a loss by the Packers. And honestly, it could come down to the last game at, at Ford Field. The way things are set up right now, if the Lions win that game, they win the North, no matter what the Packers do. But I certainly wouldn't want to go into Game Sixteen. Or, yeah, Game Sixteen. It'd have to be Aaron Rodgers who declared what four weeks ago that they were gonna they were gonna win out and, and win the North. So it's a tough ride, but that's hey, that's the way it is, man.
4: Mike, does it surprise you that the Lions are a better team without Calvin Johnson than they were with Calvin Johnson?
10: Well I'm not sure they are a better team. I think they might be a little more efficient on offense. And we've gotten this question all you know, all year since he announced, you know, his retirement and they started out. I mean not the one and three start, but after that. You know, guys, I'm not sure better. I mean, if, if 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 everybody got better without their best player, then you just cut your best player. That's, that, that to me, that's not logical. But it's a different offense without him, and it's also because of the injuries he had the last couple of years. You've got wide receivers that you're able to practice with during the week, and I think I really think that means something. As good as Calvin was, as explosive as he was, I think sometimes the timing was off a little bit with him. Now look. He was still a you know a dramatically effective force on that field, even in his last game against the Bears last year. You know, caught the winning touchdown, made a couple of big plays in that game, and it really looked like a guy who had two or three more years left if he wanted them. But uh, I just say different, not necessarily better.
0: With all the disappointments that you've had uh, in recent years with the Lions uh, in Detroit, how uh, how sold do you feel the town is on them? Do they believe yet that this is the one, this is the team, or are they? reticent
10: oh, i think it's a combination of that uh, ron uh, un- unlike football rosters the turnover in fans isn't year to year it's they're people with memories of five years 10 years 20 30 40 and 50 so you know the the, the roster changes what 25 to 30 percent every year and right. they want to tell you that well no that's not us this is the new team but i say to them it's like being it's like playing for the yankees or the celtics or the lakers or the montreal canadians you inherit the history of the jersey you put on, whether you like it or not. And so I think there's still some skepticism among the fans, but I think there's more hope now and more belief. I think they're starting to believe... Uh, what they see you now, there's a different you know, there's a, there's a couple of combinations. Are, are they the people who call the talk shows and complain about everything? <laughs> are you talking about the people who buy the tickets and sit in the stands and root for the team? It's a completely different set of people you're talking about. The people in the stands they want them to win, the people on the talk shows and you know they want to complain, so it's, it's a different set of people.
0: Is that because of the quarterback? Is it the quarterback in particular that gives them reason to think, okay. This time.
10: Yeah, absolutely, and I think I think, but there's some other things too. I think they added some important uh, uh, assets to the uh, to the, the roster in the off season under Bob Quinn and, and his department. But, you know, they've added some young, not just young players, but young talent to the offensive line. You know, Taylor Decker at left tackle, Graham Glasgow at, at guard, and emergency center last week, and some help up front on defense, and, and really solidified the secondary. I think that's probably surprisingly. To me, he's probably the strongest unit on the team right now, overall. Now uh, the quarterback. To me, he's always been a you know heck of a leader on that team. Uh, really, from the outside, you don't see that. From the inside, you experience that He's 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 the pulse, the heartbeat of that team, and he's you know tremendous arm talent. And now he's got a couple other things going for him with it. So, to me, yeah, he's the difference. I mean, as he goes, they go. But in a lot of ways, that's no different than any
6: other quarterback. Hey, Mike, I want to thank you for that Montreal Canadiens reference. I think I speak for at least one of us when I say, go Habs, go. Um, We're speaking to Mike (laughs) O'Hara of DetroitLions.com on the Talk of Fame Network. Mike is a former Hall of Fame voter. You can find us at TalkOfFameNetwork.com or on Twitter at TalkOfFameNet. Mike, uh, you mentioned um, Matt Stafford. I mean, I wrote earlier this week about him as a legitimate MVP candidate. You see him every day. We vote on that award at the end of the year. So what should we know or others know about him that maybe we don't?
10: Uh, leadership, uh, team leader, quietly, not quietly in the locker room, not quietly on the sideline, but in public. It's never a me thing with him at all. It's always him and the guys. In other words, he'll talk about the comeback last week and he, you know, where he scored the winning touchdown on a seven-yard run. I mean, this was the series after he threw a pick six for the Bears to take a lead. Goes into the huddle, Anquan Bolden was talking about this after the game, and he said... All I said, he walked into the huddle and said, let's get it back. And off they go. And uh, after the game, he just said, well, it was a team comeback. Not, but He said it goes on the quarterback's record, but it's a team thing. And so I think guys appreciate that. And it's like Bolden said when, with the finger. He says when, you, when the quarterback is, he says when you have a leader like Stafford, people follow him. You've got something going for him. And he was, you know, Bolden doesn't talk a lot, but he's one of those guys, everything he says, it's almost like a Socratic session. You you just hang on every word you have an interchange with them and all that. And a very, very forceful guy in his in his quiet way. Everything he says, I just kind of hang on. I really, I just kind of believe what he's saying. And when a guy who's been with the team really since August has that high of an opinion of the quarterback or any other player or any other facet of the game, uh, you can believe it. And so I think there's that belief among those players.
6: Sort of like listening to our Rick Goslin, right? <laughs> exactly. He's more right. sort of a Play-Doh kind of guy, <laughs> don't you think?
4: Mike, first off, Stafford's from Dallas, so we expect him to be a great leader. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> secondly, how has Jim Bob Cooter maximized Stafford's skills?
10: Well, first of all, let me address the uh, from Dallas thing. About three weeks ago, I went up to his locker and I said, you know, Dak uh, Prescott is breaking Goose Goslin's heart. You're not going to be the next quarterback in Dallas. And he said, "Well, I got some friends who feel the same way. I'd have to buy tickets more." So, uh, <laughs> Goose is one of know, those guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, uh, what has Cooter done? You know, I don't think Joe Lombardi was a bad coach at all. It's not a bad system, but not everything works for everybody. Not every, you know, 46 defense worked because not everybody could teach it. Not every uh, quarterback's coach is going to be a great coordinator or coordinator be a head coach. And I think Lombardi was sort of in that a guy who earned the right to uh, get the promotion and also earned the right to fail, which he did. And just talking to a, a couple of guys in the locker room, whose opinion, I really respected after the change last year to Jim Bob Cooter. Nothing wrong with Joe Lombardi, not a bad guy, not a bad coach, but as one of the players told me, the offenses can be like golf courses. Some fit your eyes, some don't. This one never fit the quarterback. And there was also some play calling issues that you don't want to get into. But it just didn't work. And you could see after the first year, I mean, they were doing okay. But just things just didn't work. There were some weird play calls. Third and 14, a toss to the fullback. Even I wouldn't do that, even though I want to see if it would work, you know. Just sort of like a curiosity call. Just dawdling at the line of scrimmage, not getting plays off. Shuffling personnel in and out, in and out, in and out. It just—it just wasn't working. Jim Bob Cooter, he came in, and sort of personality. It's not the name. I mean, we love to say it's the, you know, it's the name, but it's just—he just they connected immediately, and and, and, and off they went. And there's a belief.
6: Hey, Mike, we're out of time, so you know what? Off we go. But thanks so much for the time, and and uh, good luck finding room on that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I got the ticket, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. That was Hall of Fame voter, or former Hall of Fame voter Mike O'Hara, now at DetroitLions.com. Up next, we're going to visit with Hall of Fame semifinalist Mike Ken. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
7: When you're opening a new office location but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
9: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story: Marty and the Two for Four Dollar Croissant Sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for four dollars—that is a
9: huge bargain. Well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
8: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
3: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
6: When you start telling me it doesn't matter,
3: then we talk Get out.
6: Well, just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, as you know, if you've listened to this broadcast, there are 26 semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2017. Former tackle Mike Ken of the Atlanta Falcons is one of them for the third straight year. You know what? For a good reason. He was one terrific offensive lineman with former coach, Hall of Famer Bill Walsh, a guy I used to play tennis with out in San Francisco, saying, quote, I've never seen an offensive tackle with his agility and quickness, unquote. Walk-in starter, Mike Ken became a five-time Pro Bowler and five-time All-Pro who played in 251 career games, as well as a 1991 Atlanta Falcons playoff win, which in those days was unusual. Now, of course, he's with us. And Mike, thanks for being here. How you doing? Doing well, thanks for having me. You are our pleasure. Um, Let's start with your resume. I mean, uh, I've listed a number of the things there that uh, you should be proud of. Which are you the proudest of? You have five Pro Bowls? five all pro selections or the longevity
12: well you know the 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 longevity is probably uh you know the the most outstanding thing because when you go ahead and take a look at the the modern day player it's very rare that you're ever going to see a player at any position play that long most of the time it's probably going to be a quarterback and when you go ahead and look at you know i started every game i never did not Start a game. In fact, I started the very first preseason game as a rookie. Um, so all my 251 games are 251 starts. And, and not to be boastful, but I will, is that if, if you – exclude the kickers on games played or games started, um, there's only seven players in the NFL who started more games than I did, so that's pretty significant.
4: Mike, I wrote a piece in our Talk of Fame Network website a few weeks back about all the highly decorated and worthy Atlanta offensive linemen being punished for the lack of team success. George Coons, Jeff Van Note, Bill Frelick, yourself. Every one of you should have been in the room and discussed as a Hall of Fame finalist by now. How frustrating is it for an offensive lineman with no stats and no championship rings to wait for a call that may never come?
12: Well, one, it's, it's, it's kind of hypocritical to a certain degree because it's an individual honor that takes too much team success into consideration. And, and one of the things I tell people is that, you know, it's harder to play at a high level with an average support cast of characters than it is to play at a high level with a good or great cast of characters. Uh, hence, if you've got a bunch of really good players on your team, you're gonna, the chances of you being more successful are a lot higher than you have in, you know, average or adequate players. And, you know, I went after I blew out my knee in 85, you know, and I probably would have inflected in my sixth straight Pro Bowl. That was a losing season, and we went eight more in a row until we got into the 1991 playoffs, and then all of a sudden uh, people noticed me again because we were winning.
4: <laughs> yeah, Mike, you mentioned the 85 season. That year you had yourself, Jeff Van Oat, and all on the line together, and your blocking allowed Gerald Riggs to rush for 1,700 yards, win the NFC rushing title, but you lost your starting quarterback, Steve Bartkowski, early in the season, and you guys finished 4-12. and Despite the record, could you sense your team had something special going on the offensive line?
12: I played with two really groups on the offensive line, and and the one you just mentioned was one of them. The other one I played with included uh, uh, Chris Hinton and Bill Fralick. Uh, You know, we had two other All-Pros on the offensive Mm -hmm. line, and that was in the back half of my career. But, you know, the one you referenced is uh, with Jeff Van Noten. Also, we had an All-Pro player, in R.C. Thielman. Who played left guard next to me before he we went to the Redskins? Um, those two groups were were very good, and they were great to work with. Uh, we were always effective, but you know, uh, you know, the offense is only one third of the plays on the field. The other third is on the defense. The other third is on the on the uh, uh, on the special teams, and you know, there were so many games in my career. We're, uh we're out of the game by the middle of the second quarter, and we're throwing the ball the rest of the day. So all I'm doing is pass blocking, and all that guy that I'm playing against is rushing the passer because they're not playing to run anymore. So it even even makes it more difficult to do your job uh, effectively because the you know the conditions are adversely affecting you. So
0: uh, I want to get back a little bit to this longevity. Uh, uh... Record, uh, Mike, because, you know, I'm up here in Boston with Tom Brady. He says he's going to play till he's 112, and and he claims uh, – I doubt claims that, Yeah, well, that's what he says. He's playing forever, you know, and he claims it's because he eats avocado ice cream and he hangs upside down around trapezes and all this stuff. And I'm just wondering what the offensive linemen do to have 251 starts and only miss nine games. What was your secret?
12: Well, I think that there was probably in a different way – uh, Tom and I have something in common, and it sounds to me like he takes really good care of himself, and so did I. Um, there's three things that uh, enable you to play for a long time. One is obviously genetics; got to be genetically predisposed, you know, to a certain degree. Two is luck, and the one that you can control is hard work. And I was known not only on my team but the outside of my team is a, an extremely hard worker uh not only during the season but uh from a preparation standpoint uh in the off season which includes you know not only your your weightlifting and running and training regime but also your uh nutritional approach to the sport uh so I spent I dedicated myself to be the best that I could be and it also, you know, one of the reasons you do it is to uh, is for injury prevention. So I only missed nine games in, in 17 season, and five were with a knee injury in 1985, and only four after I turned 30. So I was pretty durable.
4: Hey, Mike, could, it, could it be that those Ann Arbor winters toughened you and Tom up? <laughs> <laughs>
12: Well, I played for Bo, so <laughs> <laughs> Bo probably had a lot to do with that too. Because if you can survive Bo Schembeckler's practices, you can survive anything. So.
6: <laughs> hey, Mike, I just and we pull did you play, in. and
12: we did in the spring. In the spring, we did not have a dome facility back then, so our spring practices were outside in the cold. And I can remember snow being piled up outside on the edges of the field to 10 to 12 feet high. So, yeah.
6: (laughs) Hey, Mike, just to clue you and that was a Michigan State grad who asked you that question, by the way.
12: (laughs) all right it's good that you uh, overcame your agricultural degree and got
6: into- <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much Ouch. and we're oh, speaking with hall of fame semifinalist and Michigan grad mike ken on the talk of fame network and you can find us at talk on twitter at talk of fame net and mike uh, I, I ask guys this all the time on the show so i'll ask you um we're in that room you're a semifinalist who's got to get to the next level but you haven't been there in two years Here's is your third chance What would you tell us or that group that could get you over the top? Something that maybe we'd miss that we're not getting in the resume. What could you tell us to make your case as a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist?
12: Well, there's only one other player who played against every right defensive end and right outside linebacker that's currently in the Hall of Fame. One other left tackle, and that would be Anthony Munoz. We're the only two. So every right... Rush and and right outside linebacker. There's 12 of them in the Hall of Fame. We're the only ones who played against all of them. Wow, we'll look at well, the list.
9: Well,
4: that will be duly noted in the room this year.
12: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope you get there because that will be noted. Yeah, well, it was- yeah. It's unless unless Anthony didn't play against Alvin Bethia because his last year was 83 and Anthony's year was an 80. There's a possibility if you look at the schedule, I might be the only one.
4: Same division though, yeah.
12: And the same thing with uh, Ted Hendricks. Ted's last year was 83, so it just depends if Cincinnati was playing uh, the Raiders, either in, uh, uh, you know, uh, 81, 82, or 83. So I think that's pretty significant.
4: Mike, we got got about 45 seconds here. Last question. um, Did Ohio State get that first down? (laughs)
12: no No, they did not but you know what Uh, I'm not a fan of complaining about the refs because you can't control them the bottom line is, is that we turned it over twice for 14 points and turned it over for no points on the goal line That's why we
6: lost. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mike, thanks for the time. Thanks for the honesty, and uh, best of luck with the next vote.
12: Thank you. Appreciate it,
6: guys. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. That was Hall of Fame semifinalist Mike Ken. Up next, why another offensive lineman belongs in Canton, just like Mike Ken does. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
11: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.37%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
5: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, number 3030. Go from
8: tank to
5: tankless. Make the right play by choosing
8: Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other visit gethotwater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a ranai water heater visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products
9: burger king presents breakfast stories Today's story, Marty and the two-for-four-dollar dollars croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two-for-four-dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two-for-four-dollars,
9: that is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
7: Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Neanderings.
10: Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is, if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in
3: the road?
7: What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
3: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges. Cannot play with them. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with them. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. Just a reminder,
6: the Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, which is 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? He probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but it wasn't 15 minutes ago. It was last weekend, halftime of the Minnesota-Jacksonville game. The Jags honored somebody who was very, very good to them, like GEICO is to us, and that was former wide receiver Jimmy Smith Goose. You remember him, don't you?
4: Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, he was a great receiver in his day with 12,000 receiving yards. He led the NFL in catches one year with 116, and he had another 100-catch season. But he, uh, he had those 862 career catches. It, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to get in outside of, say, Randy Moss going forward with fewer that a thousand career catches well
6: especially with that team too goose and um you know one thing i didn't realize um until i saw it was that he started his career with your cowboys your dallas cowboys i just saw something recently where they said he's a two-time super bowl champion went what jacksonville uh-uh uh, i thought that was one of those fake news alerts but no he started with your cowboys
4: yeah it was a name only he, he had some injury issues in dallas suited up for just seven games But with Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper, and Jay Novacek, there were never going to be enough balls to go around for Jimmy Smith. So he needed to go somewhere that appreciated and had a place for his skills, and that was Jacksonville.
6: Yeah, I know it, it, the line in front of him was a little bit tough to crack, but uh, anyway, nice for uh, Jacksonville to honor him, and uh, he's the guy as you said may come up in a Hall of Fame conversation. I doubt it, um, but uh, you know he may, and I, I, I suspect that something might have to do not just with the team he played with, uh, Ron, but he had those arrests uh, after his retirement, and and that's gonna that's gonna thwart his conversation. I think the conversation too, as though even though it doesn't, it shouldn't at least uh, you know we've got guys like LT and some others, but it shouldn't.
0: Yeah, well, I mean I would hope it does in Clark. I mean, human nature being what it is. You never know. Uh, one of the things I like about the Pro Football Hall of Fame process over the others uh, is they don't ask us to be the morality police. Yeah. You know, we're just supposed to judge these guys on, on on what they did as football players, for the most part.
6: Well, if we were, we'd probably toss, what, about a third of them?
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And I think it just puts the voters in a, in a uh, no-win sort of situation because unless you're just going to exclude every guy who isn't uh, Snow White, uh, then you're going to say, well, why'd this guy get in and this guy didn't get it? Why'd this guy get in and that guy didn't get it? You know, and you just, you, nobody's Snow White that's, <laughs> know, that's a Hall of Fame player. Except
6: for Goose, <laughs> of course. Except for Goose. My daughter loves Snow White. You know, I love Snow White, too. She was great with the animals. Hey, um, anyway, I, I know the guy who should be in the Hall of Fame conversation, should be, and, and he will be, is former guard Alan Fanica of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I wrote about this week on our website, <laughs> Talk of network.com. You like that segue, Ron? Anyway. No, I do um, like that. Very Alan's cool. a second time semifinalist, as we know, and he's going to get into Canton sooner or later, and it will probably be sooner, except for one thing, the usual bugaboo guys, the, the position he plays, guard. I mean, we as selectors, and there are 48 of us now, aren't too keen on that position. I mean, Goose, it took Will Shields from your Chiefs four tries to get into the hall, and, and all he did was get named to the Pro Bowl in 12 of his 14 years, make the all-pro team seven times, be an all-decade choice. And oh, uh, by the way, never miss a game in his career. In fact, he started every game in his career, except for the very first one when he came in and played. But um, Alan Fanica, he's chosen nine Pro Bowls, eight all-pro teams, all-decade team, the 75th anniversary team of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was also, by the way, a two-time NFL Alumni Offensive Lineman of the Year which is a pretty good and prestigious choice. So what's the knock? Well, there really isn't one. Um, He's among six offensive linemen up for the hall. And my guess, guys, is I think is yours, Joe Jacoby, who was a top 10 choice last year in his first shot as a finalist, goes in ahead of Alan Fanica. But Alan Fanica made the list of 15 finalists a year ago, and he should make it again next month. I, i just like to see a little more love for guards. I mean, if it took Will Shields four tries to get in, what happens to Alan Fanica? I guess we're about to find out.
4: Clark, curious, who's a better candidate? Do you think, Fanica or Jerry Kramer?
6: Ah, uh, boy, I, I think Jerry Kramer, just because of that you know that 50th anniversary team, and also Goose. I, I respect the Q as you do. I mean, he's in, ahead of the line, um, and he played on some of the great teams. And you know, if he's chosen the 50th anniversary team. How can he not get in the Hall of Fame? I, that one I just don't get, and I think honestly it's up to you guys, um, as senior committee members, to try to get him in there. But uh, I hope he does. But I I'd sure, I'd choose uh, Kramer ahead of That's That's warning. Minute minute I'd also choose to go to the two-minute drill here because I just heard that signal. So, uh, Derek, let's get the clock going. What's next for Jeff Fisher?
4: He becomes a toy maker, adding a real face to the Fisher Price brand. A return to the competition committee with emeritus status.
6: How soon before Eric Dickerson's
4: back on the Rams sidelines, guys? To give him a hat and a whistle. He can be the interim running backs coach.
0: We got better questions. How soon before Eric Dickerson's back in the Rams huddle? <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Who coaches the Rams in 2017?
0: Josh McDaniels. I think not. They already had him with the Rams once and he failed miserably, but Tom Coughlin's available.
6: Bigger upset. Dallas losing or Johnny Manziel reaching his 24th birthday?
4: The Cowboys losing. Anytime America's team loses, it's an upset
0: in the mind of Dallas. I say Johnny Manziel reaching 24. That's a first. Dallas already lost to the Giants before.
6: The NFL's including dodgeball at this year's Pro Bowl.
4: <laughs> so who's your first pick, Gooseman? I'm bringing Barry Sanders
0: out of retirement. Good one, Gooseman, but I'm going with Josh Gordon. He he dodged
6: more drug testing (laughs) (laughs) than any play in history. (laughs) Dirtier hit? Harry Douglas on Chris Harris or Calais Campbell on Ryan Tannehill?
4: Oh, Harry Douglas. Campbell at least was hitting someone with the football. Douglas wasn't.
0: Yeah, Douglas. It was so cheap that Aqib Palib said, even though they got the same age, I'm going to
6: beat the crap out of him. (laughs) When Bruce Arians calls Cards cornerback Justin Bethel a failure in progress, what does he mean?
4: It means he will continue going to Pro Bowl's first play as a special teamer, not
0: as a cornerback. It means he hasn't cut him yet, but he's working on the paperwork.
6: <laughs> Donald Trump was Time's Person of the Year. So who is the NFL's Person of the Year?
4: Stan Kroenke, the man who brought football back to L.A. without really bringing football back to L.A.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, 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 Dak Prescott, he made Jerry Jones relevant again, and we love that.
6: Hey, Trump won't pay $4 million or $4 billion for refurbished Air Force One. So, what would he pay for Kirk Cousins?
4: The going price for Spartans, $120 million, was $60 million of it guaranteed.
0: The only cousins he cares about are named Trump.
6: <laughs> Why no NFL follow up on Deflake A2, a.k.a. Nerfball One? Because Tom
4: Brady hasn't been traded to the Steelers.
6: <laughs>
0: Maybe because
4: the Giants had never filed a formal complaint.
6: Colin Kaepernick just bought a $3.21 million condo in New York City. Why?
4: To hide out. Clark and I both live in New York City. There's no better place to disappear. Exactly
6: right. He hoped people
0: will say, hey, there's Oscar Gamble. <laughs> <laughs>
6: pretty frightening. And that's the end of our first hour, but stay where we are. Coming up in the second half of our show, we have Stan White and Phil Villapiano from Ron's Favorite Team to talk about two of the most unforgettable games in the 1970s. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
9: Burger King presents... Breakfast stories. Today's story: Marty and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for four
9: dollars—that is a huge bargain, huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
8: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
7: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
3: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Welcome back
6: to the second hour of the Talk of Fame Network, which is sponsored, as always, by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. For the moment, however, we're not going there. We're going to one of Ron's favorite players, and that's former linebacker Phil Villapiano, who not only was part of the greatest Oakland Raiders teams ever, but was involved in one of the most unforgettable games ever. There <laughs> One we go. of the most unforgettable themes ever. <laughs> Those are the uh, great Raiders of the 1972 Immaculate Reception Playoff in Pittsburgh. Now, Phil's gone on to accomplish much more in life as vice president of sales for Odyssey Logistics and Technology and as a pro bowler in charitable work, raising over $16 million to, and to find a cure for muscular dystrophy as well as establishing a fund to help victims of Hurricane Sandy. Phil, love that theme song. Always a pleasure to have what Ron calls a real Raider on the show.
13: <laughs> well, thank you very much. And I really like it. I'm sitting here listening to your pregame at the Hall of Fame. This is probably the closest I'm going to get to the Hall of Fame. so all to get to two <laughs> Hall of Fame voters. But anyway, I like it. And uh <laughs> You know, uh played a lot of a lot of years with the Raiders, had a lot of fun and uh he, he started start talking back to with extra off so the bat. We had God we had so many crazy games and it it, just, it, it usually worked out in our favor, except for a of deception. But anyway, <laughs> nice to be nice to be on a show
0: with show you guys. Well, Phil, I know every December 23rd, you get an old friend calls you up. Uh, you receive a call from Franco Harris, and I was wondering if you could tell our listeners uh, how that call uh, how that call goes.
13: Oh, it, it it always go. It comes like four oh seven, four oh eight 4:08 in the afternoon. The game ran a little bit over because it was a crazy game, snowing, icy, and uh, it, it ran just a little over. So I always keep this call my phone rings, and, and 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 it goes, Hey, Phil, this is Frank What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he would say, What were you doing? Thirty years ago. Twenty-five years ago, I mean, he's been doing it forever. This guy he's, re, he's relentless with this phone call, but I, but I love it. And then we, then we get, then we get going, and usually that one little, that one little thing takes about an hour for me to tell him how many things, how many rules. How many yellow flags should have been thrown on that player on the Steelers, and we got screwed. So <laughs> I, have to explain, I have to explain this to him every year; he, he just doesn't get it. But the latest one—I don't know if you guys know this—we did a little NFL film thing not long ago, where they have another camera showing Franco trapping the ball, so it was an illegal catch. So besides that, you know, full so far besides all the holding on the line of scrimmage, besides me getting clipped, it was an illegal catch hit, hit the ground. So anyway, I put I, I this up to Franco last year. He's got a real problem with this, but I don't care. So, <laughs> you know,
0: not that, yeah, well, I Phil, like, you always you always used to insist that you thought he did catch the ball, but the, there were 15 other infractions that should have made the play no good. Now, you, now he didn't even catch it?
13: I, I, I used to think that, but now... I've changed my mind. At <laughs> my older age, I had the right to change my mind. I now tell him he trapped the ball, which probably he didn't, but I don't care. He's trapped the ball. And, and, uh, and it, the whole thing is so illegal, it was crazy. But we've had more fun over the years. It's been nuts how many crazy things him and I have done together explaining that play to everybody. And, uh, and we just did it not long ago. We went out to this little restaurant in uh, Pittsburgh, and a nice Italian restaurant. You know, Frank will be half Italian. Me being half Italian. <laughs> My mother was English. But anyway, um, we we went to a restaurant. We had a bunch of people with us, and we explained it in detail. And uh, he thinks... You know, I'm, I think I'm getting to him. No, I think he's starting to believe me. We won the Hey,
4: Phil, Phil, you were covering Franco on that play. Can you recall the play for us? How did it break down?
13: Well, it was, it was, it was, it was everything in Oakland Raider. Right would stay and do before the play, and then once the play started, the Raiders really never did anything we said we were going to do. <laughs> but we, put in, we put in a nice little coverage, and we thought we were pretty cool with this, where the two inside linebackers, which is me and a guy, Gerald Irons, we would lock up on the um, the two running backs, and then we would have a deep zone behind us, so it would be impossible to penetrate us. But on that day, <laughs> I, <laughs> Franco was my guy. So, you know, um, Brad dropped back. Franco was blocking. I ran in, and I grabbed him. You know, and what you do in the NFL, you know, to eliminate to eliminate uh, a guy, just grab him, you know, especially if he's pretending he's blocking you. You just grab him, and then you kind of shake each other, and it's over. <laughs> Except I was kind of worried, because, you know, I always said, no penalties. And I could just see some stupid left throwing a flag because I'm holding Franco in the backfield, which would have been, you know, he was like a non-factor. So bottom line, uh, I, I grab him, I'm holding him. That took a few seconds. And then Bradshaw runs out, and I'm running right next to him because we stride to stride down the field. And as soon as I saw Bradshaw throw, I took off. And I went across the field to help with the tackle. Well and we all saw this on film a million times Jack Tatum comes up and nails Fuqua right in the back Fuqua's shoulder hits the ball bounces straight over my head and who's there right behind me is I call him Mr. Loafer because he was just dog he was not running fast he was dog probably trying to make the coaches give him a good grade on that play or something I don't know but anyway before I turn yeah, Franco. I'm gonna make the play, and this guy McManus, Mr. Right end, ties in the back of my legs, makes me stumble. So Franco gets off to a good start, and c'est la vie. So <laughs> uh, I get clipped. He grabs the ball, which, which we now we know, he trapped. And then, he, and then he runs like sixty, seventy yards for a touchdown, and uh, the Raiders lose. And it's you know. So I keep telling him, Franco. The only reason it left you was because you were jogging at his feet. You were loafing. And he <laughs> said, well, if I'm loafing, why did they get the ball before you did? Well, I don't know the answer to that
6: question. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you say, you say now we know he trapped the ball. You got video proof. Does that mean they're going to have to change that statue in the Pittsburgh airport so they have the ball touching the ground? <laughs> well,
13: I think we should change that statue immediately. <laughs> <laughs> because I that's the last tackle I ever make in my life is I'm going to come off the airplane with about 12 Heineken's at me, and I'm ramming that statue, and I'm going to drive it over the top, and we're going to both go down onto that dinosaur that's down below. <laughs> and I'm going to go right through my body, and his body, too. And he says, so... So if You're losing it. You keep telling me I'm losing it. No, I want to. That's my joke. I want to touch my last tackle of my life. Is in the airport. In the Why in <laughs> that true. game? There's some guys. true. I'm going, it, and I'm going to take him over the top. You've seen the dinosaur down below, haven't you? We'll yeah, right sure. Down on the yeah. All of a sudden, Pittsburgh claiming, like, they had dinosaurs and stuff out there. They got George Washington, Frank O'Hara's in dinosaurs, which this town think they are, you know? (laughs) I got a little problem with the town of Pittsburgh also. (laughs) What,
0: what in your opinion, Phil, would have happened had they put Stabler in the game sooner than they did, which was baffling that they didn't?
13: Well, you know, Kenny was right on the verge, and it, 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 it was starting to happen, Daryl, for some reason, had just lost his touch. And, uh, and, well, first of all, I think the Miami Dolphins discovered a deep zone that killed Daryl because he loved to be the man of Bomber. But it anyway, don't matter. So if, if Kenny got in there earlier, I mean, he's, in those days, he was probably more apt to make a play. More apt to make a play with his feet or with his arm or with his brain. He just was that type of guy. It was, mm-hmm. You know, he would always come up with something. But Darrell, you know, he threw three plays and then defense is back on the field. It, it was it wasn't it, it was getting it was it wasn't good. It wasn't good so a good question. I, I don't know if they would have put Kenny in there. Well we didn't need for him to go in any earlier. He got in, he got his seven points. The game was over, twenty two seconds with like eighty yards to go, snowing out.
6: The game was over. Phil, I'll tell you what else isn't good. We're out of time, unfortunately, but <laughs> thanks so much for reliving those memories. with Those were great. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Phil. Thanks, All Phil. Right, boys. Thank you. That was former Raiders All linebacker right. Phil Villapiano. Up next, we're going to talk safeties in general and Kenny Easley in particular. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Electricity.
3: Hey, it's me, electricity, so I'll keep this short. (laughs) Get it? Never mind. Anyway, I just want to make sure you're not, like, still mad at me about that electrical fire in your kitchen. I mean, obviously, you're not, but I'm just checking to make sure. It's no big deal if you are. It's not like you're asking me to pay for the damage. (laughs) Right?
7: Electricity won't pay for an electrical fire. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be.
11: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.37%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
5: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by
8: choosing Renaita tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
9: Burger King presents... Breakfast stories. Today's story: Marty and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for
9: four dollars—that is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
7: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
3: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Playoffs? What are we'll you talking about? Playoffs? you kidding me? Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir.
6: I don't want to talk to you about playoffs. I want to ask you this question. You know what it means when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance?
0: Means 15 minutes ago is on the phone getting a little bit richer, and you should too. Smart man.
6: Listen to Ron Borges. Go to Geico.com, and you know what? You should have gone 15 minutes ago. So go. What are you waiting for? Hey, before we go further, I'd like to congratulate Ron, whom you just heard from, and Rick Goslin, two co-hosts, who was announced last week by the Hall of Fame, are going to present Hall of Fame candidates to the Board of Selectors in February. We meet the day before the Super Bowl. Goose is going to present Cowboys owner and friend of the show, Jerry Jones. And for Ron, it's senior nominee, former safety, and a guy he believes very strongly in, Kenny Easley.
4: You know, Clark, when you're on a five-member subcommittee that selects either a senior or a contributor nominee, you make the pitch. As, as the Dallas rep, I was a logical choice to present Jones. But as a member of the senior committee, I presented uh, Lions, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to presenting Jones. He changed the off-field dynamic of football, the financial aspect of football, and he also has those three Super Bowl rings with a very good chance for fourth this February.
6: And he's a friend of the show,
0: friend of the show, which is reason enough to be in the Hall of Fame, it would seem to me. There
6: honest. you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you the
0: truth, uh, but I'm really you guys know how I feel about these. I'm really honored to be presenting a guy I happen to think is the greatest safety to ever play, and uh, so does Ronnie Lott, and. Uh, even our friend Bill Parcells said to me about a week ago, you know, I love that Ronnie a lot, but this guy was as good and maybe better, uh, which means he, he thinks he was better. Uh, you know, he lasted seven years, as you guys know, because of kidney failure, because they were stuffing him full of high-powered aspirin to, uh, to deal with some pain. But those were seven Hall of Fame-worthy years, and I really hope that uh, Kenny Easley gets his is not only gets his moment, but gets in the hall.
6: Well, congratulations to both of you guys on um, getting your moment, uh, which is going to happen in February. And good luck. And good luck to you both of you, although I probably should save that for ESPN, Sal Palantonio. Um, he's going to present former commissioner Paul Tagaboo and just a hunch. But that could be a long and difficult process, Goose. Yeah,
4: Paul's been in the road three times previously as a finalist. Each time he was competing for a spot in a class with players, and each time it was a verbal slugfest. So I'm sure the debate will be long and heated this February. And the feeling is that a as a contributor candidate, he may stand his best chance for enshrinement. Because by voting for Tagabo you're not denying any
0: players a bust. Yeah, the beauty for those people who are opposed to him is that they can say to themselves, well, I support the contributor committee and I'll vote for Jerry Jones. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. and say to themselves, well, I, I still supported them, but I didn't vote for Paul Tagley but I think it's still an uphill climb for him he really fractures the room uh and it'll be another interesting debate that's for sure
6: well Ron don't you think his best chance or maybe a better chance would have been to bring him out a year later when we have just one contributor candidate so that you don't knock him down with two, you can knock one down. And like you said, just say, oh, we took Jerry Jones. When you have one, it's very tough.
0: Absolutely. No, I, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, when you're the only guy out there, I think a lot of people do uh, respect the subcommittees and uh, they work pretty hard at this stuff. And if they bring a guy out, I think uh, most of the voters take it pretty seriously. So, yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't know exactly why they chose to bring him out, but it's going to be uh, – It'll be an early part of the day, too, so uh, get there early because there'll be a lot of fireworks.
6: Well, I'll tell you what. I take pretty seriously those polls we run each week on uh, our website. That'd be talkoffamenetwork.com. If you read that, uh, you'll see them each week, and they're great. And if you don't look at our website, that would be talkoffamenetwork.com. Shame on you. What's wrong with you? Come on. Well, what are you, you thinking or not thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah. And you know, I, when we talk about long and difficult processes, Goose, I mean, it seems to me these polls are at or, or near the top of the list. I mean, I look at this list of candidates and I know you compile it. It, it. It's hard to choose just one.
4: Yeah. This week, you know, we've got safeties and it's the quality of safeties you're leaving off. Yale, Larry, Johnny Robinson, Donnie shell they could all be on that list. You know, Larry's a Hall of Famer, and I believe Robinson Shell should be. So the, the slate is abundant with great choices. Guys like Kenny Houston, Kenny Easley, Larry Wilson, Lott, Rod mm-hmm. Woodson, uh, Paul Krause, all-time leading interceptor, Ed Reed more recently. There, there's a really no bad choice and no wrong answer.
6: Well, you know, I, I agree with you. And, you know, unfortunately, one candidate we must choose, and, Goose, the, the polls closed this week on our readers' picks for safety who they choose, and are you okay with it?
4: Yeah, the voters picked lot, and nothing wrong with that choice. I personally voted for Larry Wilson, the inventor of the safety blitz. I'm partial to players who leave the biggest footprint in the game's history.
6: Ronnie, you how just, about you? You, I guess I, I, think I know where you're going here. If you're presenting Kenny, we Probably going there. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, uh, I'm going for the guy who's the best
0: safety who ever played, and that's Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any doubt about. It. Look, I know why Goose likes Larry Wilson. He had those two little casts on his hand for half a season, he kept trying to intercept passes with casts on his hand. Goose likes that <laughs> sort of sympathy stuff. Uh, but you know, I, I, just think he's the, he's the best. But that's a hell of a list. If, if people go on the, the website and look at that list. Whoever you ended up with, your team would be better than it was the day before you picked them.
6: Yeah, well, I I ended up with someone neither of you chose, and that's Ronnie Lott. I mean, Bill Parcells likes him. Yeah, I like him, too. Um, Though he created, to me, it seems, I I thought he created a a different kind of safety. Um, Maybe a better tatum, if you will. Um, A guy who could cover the middle of the field, as well as be an enforcer there, either against the run or the pass. He could run, he could cover, (laughs) he could knock your block off. But guaranteed, the first thing receivers thought about when they crossed the field, it wasn't about making the catch. Goose, it's where Ronnie Lott was.
4: Yeah. You know, the the point is, neither Lott nor Woodson were pure safeties. Right. Both were multi-time pro bowlers at cornerback before they moved to safety. I think they were a big part of the shift in the style of play of the safety position. And you can put easily in that mix as well. They brought cover skills to the safety position, plus the size to strike a blow on running backs and receivers. Now the ability to cover is paramount among the new breed of NFL safeties.
6: Okay, Goose, since you're the creator of these polls, l- let's look at the poll we have up now on our website. Mm-hmm. Wrong with that be? Talkofthemetwork.com. There we go. Yes, um, right. w- which is the greatest? Goose is, pass Goose of all time. is like
0: the Nielsen ratings of.
6: <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You got to go there. Vote. Come on. Um, nice. But this list, Goose, it's an, this one's impressive too. And you get to choose only one, unfortunately. But you have guys like LT, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, and of course Deacon Jones. Um, strongest lobbies julie generally among readers are raiders and redskins fans but they don't really have a representative i know bruce smith finished his career with washington but they really don't have one so goose who's the early favorite
4: yeah i'd say reggie white is the favorite if you count as usfl sacks which the nfl does not he is the all-time leading sacker in the history of professional football and i think the nfl should count those stats just as it counted the afl stats you know, with Reggie, Steve Young, Gary Zimmerman, Keith Millard, Ken Hall, Anthony Carter, there were some good players and good teams in that league. But the guy who may get lost in a shuffle in this poll is Deacon Jones. The, the yeah. man invented the term sack and then, and then mastered the art. He had a couple 20 sack seasons, but doesn't get credit for them because the NFL did not designate as an official stat until 1982, you know, long after the Deacon retired. But, but he, he may be the best of all.
6: Okay, Goose, you're our answer man, Doctor Data. Who's the first guy you draft from this group?
4: No, I take Reggie White because you can play him anywhere—strong side, of weak tackler end. He could play them all, and he did.
6: How about you, Ron?
0: I agree. I think he was one of the most dominating defensive linemen I've ever seen. Uh, you know, look, so was Deacon Jones in no way, but White was bigger and and faster and willing to forget his Christian beliefs to kill a quarterback, which I particularly like.
6: <laughs> hey, Goose, one quick question here: J.J. Watt—he's the one current player in there. Think he gets any play from voters?
4: Yeah, I expect him to finish the top three. You know, we tend to see a lot of latest is the greatest voting in our polls.
6: Okay, well, I didn't notice any Baltimore Colts in there, but we have one waiting to come on. Former linebacker Stan White, now an analyst on Ravens broadcast. We're going to hear from him and about the ghost to the post game in 1977 when we return. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.
11: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.37%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
5: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, number 3030. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right
8: play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. GEICO presents a voicemail from your friend, Electricity
3: it's me, electricity, so I'll keep this short. (laughs) Get it? Never mind. Anyway, I just want to make sure you're not, like, still mad at me about that electrical fire in your kitchen. I mean, obviously you're not, but I'm just checking to make sure. It's no big deal if you are. It's not like you're asking me to pay for the damage. (laughs) Right?
7: Electricity won't pay for an electrical fire. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see
1: how affordable renter's insurance can be.
9: Burger King presents... Breakfast stories. Today's story: Marty and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for four
9: dollars—that is a huge bargain, huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. <laughs>
3: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. You
6: know what it means when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? i tell you what, it means you should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Well, as promised, we have former Colts and Detroit Lions linebacker Stan White with us. And you might know him as the color analyst on Baltimore Ravens radio broadcast. But, of course, we go way back to when Stan first made his name in the NFL as a linebacker with the Baltimore. I said Baltimore Colts when he set a single season record for linebackers that still exists: Eight interceptions in one year. Stan was on that Colts team, of course, that played in the December 24th, 1977 playoff game against Oakland, the famous Ghost to the Post contest that went two overtimes. And he's here to relive that game with us. And Stan, always, always good to hear from you.
2: Yes, uh, I, I relive this thing all the time.
6: So.
2: <laughs> well, here we Just go. One more time. Here we go. Okay.
6: <laughs> when here you go. hear that term, Stan, Ghost <laughs> to the Post, two questions. One, what's your first thought? Great game? heartbreaking loss, and and secondly, how often do you replay that game in your head?
2: I think the worst Christmas ever is what I think. You know, I just (laughs) remember having the game. Every time I see it on ESPN Classic, you know, I keep thinking we're we're still going to win because there's no way we could lose this game, (laughs) and somehow we end up losing it on that not on that play, but they kick a field goal in overtime. Dave Casper catches another pass in the end zone for a touchdown in double overtime. So, uh, uh, you know, I I guess I think Dave Casper right away, that's why they call the ghost, uh, Casper the ghost. But uh, making that that miraculous catch over the shoulder the way he did Willie Mays style.
4: Stan, the the Raiders were in a third and long on that play when they went looking for the ghost. Take us back to that play. What, What were the Colts expecting, and how confident were you in that situation with your defense that you were coming off the field after that play?
2: Oh, I was. We were pretty confident at that point. You know, we we, we had held them a couple times, and uh, and they were were trying to make this comeback, and we got them into that situation, and we used the George Allen theory, uh, which was I called all the defenses on the field. We didn't signal them in, and they had Cliff Branch out there, so we doubled him, and also doubled the tight end. Uh, because the corner would rotate up and jam the wide receiver, stay in the flat. So if the tight end came out there, the free safety would have help, and uh, he would also help, uh, obviously, the strong safety on, on, the, on the wide receiver. So we thought we'd take away those two guys and make him throw uh, you know, to the other side to beat us, where we had Nelson Muncie, who was a pretty good corner uh, on that other receiver. So we we played that, and uh, what happened was, while Blackwood, our free safety, had gotten hurt earlier in the game, and we had a a rookie in there at free safety named Tim Baylor, uh, and our other linebacker, Tom McLeod, jammed Casper so hard on the play that Tim Baylor thought he wasn't going out and went to help someplace else. And uh, by the time he realized that he was out, he couldn't get back to him somehow Stabler found him and threw it up because he wasn't looking for him first. And you know, he just he, he made the catch. We were we, we had everything done right except you know, keep your eye on the right, on, on you know, I think the best tight end that probably I mean combination tight end that ever played the game. He was a great blocker and a really good receiver.
0: That's interesting. It's a uh, thing I remember about that game, Stan, is is uh become a classic bit bit of uh, football lore was, you know, late in the day, Stable coming to the sidelines during a timeout and Madden is there ranting and raving and all red in the face like he always was in those situations. (laughs) And Stable says to him, looks like the fans are really getting their money's worth, huh? And he's kind of like laughing about it. And I'm just wondering, what was the sense on your side of the field? Uh, You know, were you sort of thinking the same thing in your huddle or were you a little more frantic than that?
2: Mm, No, we were a little more frantic at that point (laughs) because we were ahead. And, uh, the offense kept just running three plays and you know they, they go back to that uh, we went to Ted Marchabroda's funeral this year and uh, uh, Burt Jones was there and a couple of our offensive linemen there and Jimmy Ursay flew in for the funeral and uh, we were talking about that game and, and, and why if we would just would have thrown one pass at that point because they would load up with everybody you know maybe it, the whole thing would have turned out differently but uh uh, we, were a little bit, we were a little bit frantic, as you, you used the right word, because they kept coming back. We knew how good they were. And, you know, we had lost the year before in the playoffs to uh, Pittsburgh to Terry Bradshaw and the Steelers after leading them at halftime. And uh, we were just, we needed a playoff win. We had got one, we never did get one. And uh, we thought we had that one, and we, we just let it get away.
6: We're with former linebacker and now Ravens analyst, Stan White, on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us at TalkOfFameNetwork.com or on Twitter at at TalkOfFameNet. And Stan, since you brought up that one pass, some people might forget, I I wouldn't, I was a diehard Colts fan growing up and was then, um, that game when it it went to two overtimes uh, before the Raiders won, that there was one pass that haunts me. It was that oh-so-close Burt Jones to Raymond Chester Baum, and we had Bird on about a year ago or so. Meant to ask him, didn't? But I've heard him say, if I just held it a split second longer, I mean, you were that close to winning, weren't you?
2: Oh yeah, because Raymond was wide open, and that would have put it away. We were already up by a score or two at that point, and that would that would have put it, you know, completely. Away, and uh, he just he, he missed on that, and uh, it just wasn't because we scored on defense with a touchdown. I think Bruce led intercepted the pass and ran yeah, it for a touchdown. Did. Marshall Johnson ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. So the offense did not have a great day that day, but we still, uh, you know, were in position to win the football game. But uh, they just had, you know, they were they were a great football team. You know, you think about the '70s, you do think about the Steelers. Uh, and you think about the Miami Dolphins but the Raiders were right there too they had you know all those guys that I mentioned as well as you know Matuszak and all the guys on defense that uh, they were they were very good players too.
4: Stan what was it like to play two overtimes when does fatigue factor in?
2: People have asked me that too but it's a playoff game you know it was December 24th so it was a really nice day you know it was nice and sunny and it was probably 50 degrees which is you know pretty good for baltimore but you don't even think about getting tired at that point you're I mean, you're playing a playoff game and you're you're out there every play we didn't have all the platoons where you linebackers would go in for a down or two and come back out. You, you played every play of the game, uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, everybody did. And uh, I don't think I ever thought – I don't remember ever even thinking about being tired in that football game. I do remember they blocked a punt late in the game and ran it down to about the five-yard line, and, and uh, that, that was part of the big comeback that they had.
0: You know, those Raiders teams, of course, a lot of their guys have gone to the to the Hall of Fame. You played against Stabler a number of times. You, were you surprised that it took so long for Ken Stabler to get in the Hall of Fame? Did you see him as yeah, that kind yeah, of
2: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't know why it took him so long. Because, you know, you mentioned that, you know, I had eight interceptions that one year. And I think I had the second most ever by a linebacker. But I, he was the quarterback that I could never tell where he was throwing the ball. To really get an interception, you got to read the quarterback and be able to get a jump on the ball. But because he was left-handed, and he sort of – he didn't have the ball straight. It was uh, – he turned to the side as he went to right. throw it. He, he'd, go, he'd throw it one way, and I thought he was throwing it the other way. It was so, <laughs> you just – you couldn't – I never knew where the ball was going with him, and I think that was part of his mystique was uh, defenders just – you couldn't read him like you could every other quarterback – uh, that you that you played against, so I found him extremely extremely tough to play against and uh, uh he would he would do anything it took to win you know they call him the snake because he would he would he would scramble he would do anything he wasn't afraid of anything he was a tough, very good you know great quarterback who Just know how to win football games.
6: Hey, Stan, we're out of time, but thanks so much. And you know what? I want to mention to you, thanks so much for that parking pass you gave me about five years ago, my first ever (laughs) Orioles game. That was terrific. I I owe you for that.
2: (laughs) You know, one more thing about this game. You know, it's sort of the only game that's replayed that I'm on. I've coached high school ball for 20 years now. And at least that game comes on, and the guys can say to me, yeah, I guess you did play, because I saw that <laughs> game where the Raiders beat you guys. So, you know, that's the only good part, but because they play that over. And I mean, even John Madden says that was the most exciting game he ever took part in. And he has he had a, a long NFL career.
6: Thanks for reliving it uh, with us, Stan. appreciate it. That was former linebacker Stan White. When we return, it's overnight Game Changers of the Week.
7: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
9: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story Marty and the two for $4 Chris Sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, Chris Sandwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage,
9: dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain huge (laughs) well said marty tasty savory sausage on a flaky croissant hey this is not breakfast this is a burger king breakfast get two croissant sandwiches now for just four dollars only a burger king price participation vary
11: the u.s economy has been getting stronger and home values have been increasing Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.37%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
5: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, Access.org number 3030. <laughs> This is the
3: Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
6: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is started up by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, uh, guys, before we get to our Renai Game Changers, there was an important story this week that flew under the radar, and that was the Supreme Court refusing to block the NFL's $775 million concussion settlement. Goose, you on board with this?
4: Yeah, I'm on board with bringing this issue to a conclusion. You know, this matter had the potential to stay in the courts
0: for a lifetime. How about you, Ron? You're probably right, but, uh, you know, I'm not because I just think it's nowhere near enough money. Uh, It freezes out many of uh, retired players going forward, and we all know they're going to suffer similar problems, and the NFL knows it, too.
6: Well, okay. I said that story flew under the radar. I'll tell you something that won't. It's our weekly Renee Game Changer of the Week, and that's something we previewed here earlier, and we're getting to it right now. Goose, who's your Renai Game Changer? Of the week.
4: Well, how valuable is your backup quarterback? You find out when you need him. You know, after Ryan Tannehill left last weekend's game against Arizona with a knee injury, Matt Moore took over, led the Dolphins on a game-winning field goal drive in the closing minutes, steering them 44 yards and six plays for the victory that kept them in the wild card hunt at eight and five. He threw five passes, his first passes of the season, and completed three of them. Dolphins gave him a two-year contract last offseason for $3.5 million just for this moment. It was shades of Earl Morrow and Don Strock. Matt Moore, a game changer. Hey,
0: uh, Renai, a game Michigan changer State is a right. running back yeah. Le'Veon Bell. You know? <laughs> Unfortunately, he did go to Michigan State, but he set a steal of record with 236 <laughs> rushing yards. He scored three times in a 27-20 win in Buffalo. Uh, and in case you missed it, he had 62 receiving yards. Uh, meaning he had 298 of the Steelers' 460 total yards.
6: Now that is a game changer. Yeah, that is. I'm not taking a player, guys. I'm taking an admiral. What? As an admiral, Harry B. Harris Jr. Goose, you know who he is? Yes, sir. I watch the news. He called. He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy called out Colin Kaepernick at last week's ceremony. Honoring the dead at the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. You know what he did? He did what Kaepernick has not all season long. Namely, he was a game changer as in changing the conversation from a stiff who gets our attention to a military really deserves it. Admiral Harris, thank you very much. Well that's a signal for a guy who always gets our attention. That'd be Rick Doctor Dad and Goslin. He's in the house. Goose. What do you have for us today? Well, there's panic
4: in Dallas following the first game in 13 that rookie Dak Prescott has struggled. Forget the fact he's now 11 and two in his rookie season, and has a passer efficiency rating of at least 100 in 10 of his 13 starts. The Romo crowd wants Tony Romo back on the field to, quote, unquote, save the season for the Cowboys. But let me take you back to 2001. Tom Brady replaced an injured Drew Bledsoe, quarterback of the Patriots, and won five of his first seven starts. But in the eighth game... With Bledsoe finally back in uniform on the sideline, ready to play, Brady struggled. He threw two interceptions, passed for only 184 yards, and a loss to the Rams. Brady also had a four interception game in another of his three losses, but Bill Belichick didn't ride popular opinion and benched his young quarterback in favor of the more popular incumbent. He stuck with Brady, and the Patriots rewarded him with a dynasty. How would the hand have played out had Belichick benched Brady and returned to Bledsoe? How much damage would that have done to the psyche of a young quarterback? It turns out Belichick made the smart football decision. He stuck with his young quarterback and let him develop. Brady didn't have to spend any time looking over his shoulder after every mistake. A little confidence in a young player goes a very long way. If the Cowboys hope to again win Super Bulls, they may want to follow the lead of a coach in a franchise that knows how to win them. Ron, you were there. Take us back. Which side of the fence were you on in Brady Blitzell?
0: <laughs> well to be honest i, I was i was on uh, I, I was straddling the first fence i ever got so i was straddling this one too i was a bledsoe guy uh, frankly um but i also wrote a column uh, that john wasn't that happy about saying that look you can't sit him down now i mean he, cover your okay
4: <laughs> well, I, but <laughs> i really right. think that's true and i
0: think it's true in dallas you know now that doesn't mean that next summer they can't have a competition because maybe he gets beaten out right, you know, maybe he gets beaten out. It should be fair. But right now, he's the guy. Or the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys trading to Buffalo like the pages to
4: Blitzen. <laughs> well, I'll
6: that tell you what's fair, guys. <laughs> We're going to go yes. to the two-minute drill now that we heard that whistle. So, Derek, let's get that clock started. Scary prospect. Facing the Giants secondary or having Cyrus Jones return punts?
4: Well, I know I'm going to see the Giants from week to week. Not sure if I'll see Jones week to week. The scariest prospect is having Cyrus
0: Jones near the field.
6: How high does Christian McCaffrey go in the 2017 draft?
4: Late first round. NFL will evaluate him off the 2015 tape, not 2016.
0: I think running backs are back in vogue. I think he could make it uh, somewhere between
6: 15 and 20. Odell Beckham says refs are, quote, blinder than Stevie Wonder, unquote. What does Roger Goodell say? Goodell says what Dean Blandino tells
4: him to say, that officiating has never been better. (laughs) He says nothing. Lately, he's in witness protection program.
6: Bryce Petty, Richard Petty, or Tom Petty?
4: How about Tom Petty and his ode to the Jets, "Free Falling"? And I'm free.
13: Free falling.
0: <laughs> Musical interlude. I like it. The King once won seven races in a row. <laughs> I'll ride with him.
6: Rex Ryan, should he stay or should he go?
0: If he ever finds a quarterback, he can stay forever. For his own good, he should go somewhere, anywhere, where he'll never see Tom Brady again.
6: More impressive number, guys. Dak Prescott's 11 straight wins or Kirk Douglas's 100 birthdays? Prescott,
4: he was a fourth-round pick. Kirk Douglas was always a first-rounder. Clarky, this is an easy
6: one. Spartacus! Who's the biggest draw in Boston now? Tom Brady, Chris Sale, or Ron Borges? Still the Bobby Orr statue outside of TD
4: Garden, then the red at Fenway, then Brady, then Sale, then our Ron.
0: I don't know about that, boys. I think it depends on whether or not they're drawing loaded guns. (laughs) Jim Fossil, John Fossil, or Fossil Watches? Fossil Fuel. Smoking like a true Texas man. Jim Fossil, (laughs) who like Fossil Watches, knows what time it is two touchdowns and six interceptions the past two weeks what is wrong with Drew
6: Brees
4: same thing that was wrong with John Unitas as a charger and Joe Namath as a jet
6: age gets us all I don't think it's age's Gooseman. I think it's his teammates It's Golden Globe's nominee a la la land about A struggling millennials B the Rams or C a Dean Spano's nightmare D Jeff Fisher's
0: nightmare <laughs> well it can't be the Rams Clark because that would be
6: blah blah land <laughs> we want to thank Hall of Fame 75s, Mike Ken, linebackers, Phil Villapiano, and Stan White, and former Hall of Fame voter Mike O'Hara for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you want to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, network.com or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, listen to this station this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
11: This is Billy White Shoes Johnson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.37%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
5: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Go from tank to tankless.
8: Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
7: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.